Welcome to Monday's Mitch Podcast. I'm Mitch Newman, and I am determined to provide you with the best of the best state-of-the-heart tools and techniques to support you in redefining, reframing, and reigniting. That's a lot of re's. That flame inside of you that will propel you to your next levels of success. Together, we're going to explore and do a deep dive into really all aspects of conscious leadership and what it really takes to lead oneself and others at this higher level of consciousness with the intention and the outcome of creating maximum impact and contribution in all areas of your life. We will laugh, most definitely cry, the good cry, of course, hopefully, and without a doubt, discover the magic that exists inside of each and every one of you. So, if you're not afraid of the unknown, let's get to it. Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. Hey, if it's your first time, welcome. If it's your second time or more, welcome back. I, uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Mitch Newman, and I am in love with leadership. Not leadership for the sake of leadership, but leadership because it comes in so many different flavors and so many different sizes and so many different packages for so many different people, learning how to first lead themselves and then lead each other and all at a higher level of consciousness. And I just dig the possibilities. I love people who show up with transferable skills. They're all different. They all get to lead in their own unique ways. And we just kind of, I don't know, follow a set of guidelines that are that around leadership that are just different than your father or grandfather's leadership style, perhaps. It's not about the locker room. It's not about screaming and yelling. It's not about anything but simply uplifting others and valuing them and allowing people to be reminded of that thing that matters most, which is mattering. That people matter, that you matter, that I matter. And through that process, uh, if I can shed a little bit of light through my experiences, through a little bit of my wisdom, through a little bit of my years of what I have learned and what I continue to learn because I'm forever a student, I want to pass that along here. And so that's what, to me, this really this uh, podcast is really all about, is how to lead from a higher level of consciousness, a higher level of awareness, of ownership, of looking for outcomes and solutions and moving away from blaming or shaming anybody and uh, putting people in a position where they don't feel admired and ultimately, really ultimately valued. So I want to talk a little bit today because I've, I, I did a podcast on really about how um, the uncomfortable conversations and, and also on drama and how all that can lead to really incredible challenges in the way we lead ourselves and the way we lead other people and how that can become in many situations, a cancer within a, within a team, within a company, within an organization. And that's not necessarily the way we want to go. We want to uplift people. We want to see that, uh, that conflict unto itself is really a cry for collaboration. And it's an opportunity to utilize our skills at the highest level while we may even be triggered in certain situations and working through our own stuff of can we do that alongside of leading other people, which I truly believe that we can. So a bunch of people have asked me about 
Well, how do you stop? Because we talk about these, this concept called a drama triangle. It starts often very innocently. It's, it's sometimes with intention. I shouldn't say that. But sometimes it's just very innocent. You know, you're having a conversation with somebody or somebody picks up the phone and calls you and starts complaining about someone. And, you know, where somebody sends you a text message and then you share the text message with somebody thinking it's not going to be shared and it ends up getting back to the person. Next thing you know, you have this little triangle going. Well, they're very rarely, they're kind of assigned different positions within the triangle. But truth be told, the vast majority of drama triangles that I have been involved with uh, intentionally, uh, not realizing I was doing it or watching it happen around me or unintentionally just... uh, just kind of getting sucked into it, not realizing it was actually happening until it was too late. They really weren't a triangle. <laughs> they were more like an octagon. There were lots and lots of people involved by the time it uh, it imploded and exploded. And, and so what I want to talk about is really today is a little bit about how, well, how do you, and people ask me this all the time, they go, well, how do you stop it from getting to that place? So if you see it, if you see it brewing, and someone, let's say, picks up the phone and calls you and says, starts complaining about somebody. Like, how do you stop unintentionally participating in it? How do you give value on a certain level to what the person's experiencing, but stop it before it goes further? And I think that's really the key element because often we don't realize how quickly we can get uh, pulled into gossip, how quickly we can get pulled into drama, how quickly we can think that we're. You know, innocently um, sharing something and wanting to do something really helpful for someone, it somehow gets misconstrued. It's kind of like that game. I guess every generation has a different version of it, but or a name for it: whisper down the lane or telephone tag, where someone says something and through the, someone else's own filter, which may be very different, usually is than perhaps the way it was intended. It's interpreted in such a way, and then it's shared with somebody else, and it's skewed based on opinion, based on judgment, to potentially even mean something that wasn't said, and then it starts to travel. And it can really be a cancer in a team, in an organization, because more and more people can get involved in it and have an opinion about it and literally energetically get sucked into it. It's like a vortex. It's amazing how that happens. And so people say to me, well, how do you get to that place where you can stop it from even becoming a triangle, let alone an octagon? There's got to be a way to in many ways, to, to, to redirect it or diffuse it, um, to be able to take the, take the air out of it, right, before the, the smoke of it uh, turns into a fire. And I do believe there is, and, and I participate in that more often than not because I want to see the resolution because I also understand that that natural conflict that people are experiencing or feeling when it comes to someone else or a situation, circumstance, is really that cry for collaboration. And we can't get there if we let it just kind of uh, just do it, run its own course and just take its own thing and pick up uh, bodies along the way, (laughs) like a, like a tornado and whip things around and suddenly it just gets messy. So here's what I want to suggest to you and, and take it to heart, take it to, take it to heart and, and, and process through it and see if it resonates for you. Because I think I, I, I think this really can be helpful to a lot of people um, who will say they don't like drama or say they don't participate in drama and then unwittingly become an, an accomplice <laughs> in that experience. 
Um, I'll, I'll give an example. I had uh, not too long ago had recently, you know, had, had shared with somebody in a text message uh, an opinion that I had about something that I heard, and it was it was my opinion. It wasn't uh, malicious. It wasn't with. Uh, um, I would say there was definitely an air of frustration in my voice and in the tone of my text for sure. Uh, but I wasn't out to malign or anyone. And I was sharing it with somebody who's a personal friend. Now, please understand, if you're running some kind of I'm upset because you need to burn off some steam and you have somebody that you're close to that you can just kind of like let it go and let it rip and then it's over and it's out of your body, I want to encourage you to do it. I don't find that to be detrimental to your experience or to your thoughts. Now, the goal is not to become obsessive over it and not to carry on about it and not to go from one person to the next person to the next person sharing the story over and over again because now you're kind of in the energy of it and now there's there's more work there for, for you to consider for yourself. But if you have somebody and you're sharing something with someone and you have a level of trust and and uh, and, and, and safety, then, then by all means, if you need to blow off some steam, you blow off some steam. It's just part of the human process. So I had shared something, and it was just – it was blowing off a little steam. I really didn't spend a lot of time um, thinking about it when I did it. I just kind of said it in a text message. And the person that I had uh, sent it to read it out loud, not realizing who was around them at the time. And somebody overheard it, understood it, and interpreted it through their own filter, went back and shared it with another party – that party then picked up the phone and called um, somebody who then picked up the phone and called back to the person that I had shared it with. And it was just like this whole thing just kept going around and around and around. And it really, it was one of those unfortunate situations and scenarios that really can be addressed and needs to be addressed before it becomes that kind of one person to the next person to the next person. So there's a couple ways you can look at it. One is, is to be able to share something and, and trust the person's not going to share it. Now, if they do share it, that's, it's okay. You know, they, 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 in this situation, they unwittingly did it. They didn't know that they were doing it. Um, They caught it afterwards. They realized afterwards, like, Oh, that was probably not a great idea. But the key then becomes, what do we do when we're, when, we're, when we're confronted with these situations? And how do we kind of cut it off? It's almost like a, a, a spark of a fire, and then the wind takes some burning embers and blows it 50 yards away, 100 yards away, a mile away, and it catches fire into something else. And next thing it becomes, it, it ends up having more life than it deserved to begin with because the intention wasn't to align anyone. So how do we kind of create that? So part of it I want to encourage is if somebody is calling you and is sharing something that they're upset by, they're having an experience, they're upset with somebody, their situation or circumstances has presented itself, be that listening ear. First and foremost, be that listening ear. And the the goal is to, is for you to stay neutral, is for you to ultimately stay neutral. To not take a side, to not pick a side, but to simply be empathetic to what the person's experiencing. And you hear they're frustrated, I hear you're frustrated. You know. So give help them by giving the pain. I would say give the pain a name. 
it sounds like you're frustrated that when you heard this, it set off a whole bunch of things inside of you. It sounds like you're angry. Is that accurate? You know, confirm back, reflect back what it is that you're hearing, perception check, do all those things that are really strong communication tools and very conscious and present. And, and allow that person to be feeling whatever they're feeling, not to make them feel bad or, or accuse them of overreacting or you're making more out of it than it is. You're just an ear. You're just an ear. You're a heart with ears on it. Let's say that. You're a heart with ears on it. And you just allow them. You just allow them to give the pain a name. And you can prompt them by sharing it, what it is that you think may be going on for them, and see if they, yeah, I'm angry. Yeah, you're right. I'm frustrated. For sure. Yeah, that really does piss me off. Okay, I hear that. And then start to ask some really kind of interesting questions. The first thing I really want to know when somebody is running that is, is there a history? Also known as a trail of bodies. (laughs) Is there something about the situation or circumstance that is upsetting to you because it's, it's you're you're being re reminded of a series of events that perhaps have happened in your life from time to time where um, you felt uh, someone took advantage of you or, didn't respect you or whatever, but somehow that there's a history to the experience that you're having. Because a lot of times when we're triggered, we're somewhere in our past and we're recreating. And in many ways, without even sometimes knowing it, we're, we're attempting to heal the experience through the sharing of the grievances and wanting to do something. The only difference is, is that what we're suggesting to ourselves and to other people about how we want to handle it is really very reminiscent of how we've handled it in the past. And if it would have worked in the past, we would have healed it and we wouldn't be upset. So the objective then becomes to do something new with it. So don't be afraid to ask somebody, you know, is there a history to this? Is there a history to this experience of frustration in these types of business situations? Or have you noticed that you've, you've been in this kind of a situation or circumstance anywhere in your past? And have a conversation about it. Support the person in really taking a level of ownership over their upset. One of the things that a mentor of mine taught me and has taught thousands of other people over the years is that this, this idea, and I share it all the time, anything that upsets me is about me. That's not excusing the behavior. That's not making excuses for someone's behavior or the way they talk to you or treat you. But the idea that the upset itself, the upset itself is is what I need to own. It's, it's upsetting to me and I need to own that, that part of it. doesn't mean I'm not entitled to be upset, but the goal is to be upset less often. And when I am upset or you're upset is to be upset for a shorter duration of time that you're not wallowing in it, that it's not an ongoing thing, that it's not years and years and self playing itself out, but that we are really able to, to heal it through the process of understanding that we need to own it. And then here's the interesting component. Rather than getting off the phone or leaving the person with just that, I want you to encourage them to redirect, now that they have this level of ownership around the actual, the pain portion of it, is to redirect their attention back to the source. Redirect 
their attention back to the source. So, the, so obviously something was said, and truth be told, we don't even know how exact it was or is to what we finally heard. And rather than make an assumption about any of it, to go back to and encourage the person, rather than just taking the position of righteousness of, of believing they've been wronged, go back to the source. Consider going back to the source and having a conversation. Have a conversation with the person. Say, hey, listen, I got a phone call. I heard that something was said, and I don't want to jump to the conclusion that it's accurate or what the truth around it is or not, before I would do anything with it, I want to come back to you because we are friends, because we have mutual friends, because we work together, because we're both leaders in a company, and see if we can get to the source of what this is so I can find out the accuracy and whether or not this story is even remotely true or not, and then how we can ultimately resolve it. Because, and this is, this, this is the last part, is lead with your outcome. Because my intention is for us to get to a, a, a deeper place, a stronger place of connection, so that we can be more effective and work together. If that's ultimately in the highest good, and the highest good for all concerned, that would be the intention that I want. So what you're doing is, is you're letting the person know that you're not calling to confront them, you're not calling with the intention of, of going back and forth and who said what and who's right and who's wrong, that you're leading with the outcome, which is a higher level of consciousness outcome. It's, it's, if there, is there something for me to learn, first and foremost, the story I tell myself or the story that I heard was that this was said, is that accurate? Well, yes, that's accurate or, well, no, that's not completely accurate or... That's not what I said. Whatever it is, have a, have a conversation about it. But the goal is not to find out who's right and who's wrong and to make somebody wrong so that you can feel right. It's like that old Rumi quote that I talk about all the time, out beyond wrongmaking and rightmaking, there is a field, I'll meet you there. I want us all to consider where we can go together when we work well together, when we communicate at a higher level together. If it's possible, it's not always possible. Not everybody's going to be agreeable to this. The vast majority of people, I believe, will be. So when you lead with your outcome of what you ultimately desire, this is the outcome that I would like to have from this call. Now what you are is you're out of story, for the most part, and into solution. Now it's just clarifying some of the points. Now, I've been accused of saying things before in the past, and I've also then caught my, you know, and somebody says, well, I heard that you said this. And I said, you know what? That's, that's not what I said. And I could easily see how that could be misinterpreted to fit the narrative that you're running. It makes complete sense to me. And I think there's a, a better way for me to express what it is that I would, you know, hearing this back from you, that there's a better way for me to express what it is that I was intending. Are you open to hearing it? So what you're doing is you're just creating dialogue. You're creating conversation. You're creating uh, a deeper connection. You're creating an awareness. You're helping somebody to realize perhaps they did say something that was, um, you know, in the heat of the moment, and they can apologize and take ownership of it. Or they can uh, reconnect to what it is that they really meant by what they said. Or, you know, or point blank to say that's not what happened from my perspective at all. And the truth is, 
the outcome is what's really at stake. It's the outcome that's at stake. It's can we get to this better place? Can we get to a place where we understand each other better, where we can have these kinds of conversations that from time to time will appear uncomfortable, that we're not going to participate in drama triangles? Now, here's a classic example, like redirecting back to the source. What would have been great from my perspective in the situation that I was involved in is if the person who felt that something was said about them that they felt was derogatory and then went to somebody of authority to then all of a sudden start, if that person would have just redirected them back to the source, none of this would have happened. It wouldn't have been a triangle, let alone an octagon. It would have been a conversation. So I want you to keep in mind as you move through your day, as you move through your week, as you move through the month, there's a lot of things in the world that are, are unsettling and can be disturbing and perceived that way. And there's a lot of things in our personal lives and our professional lives that we would like to see shift and, and, uh, and work in a way that they're currently not working. The question is, what's your participation? What, how, at what level are you willing to participate leading yourself, potentially leading other people, At what level are you willing to participate to seek an outcome that actually serves? To seek an outcome where people win? Not necessarily everybody, but the most majority of people. Because when you do that, what you end up doing is you're modeling not only for the person that you're redirecting back, you're teaching them to then model that for other people when people come to them and say, hey, I just heard this thing that was said about me and I'm really upset. See, the more we can cut this off of the past, the more we can do that, we, we allow the smoke to just be smoke, and we don't give it the opportunity to become a fire. I'm Mitch Newman. We'll see you again next time. Hey, so if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so, you know, we can hang out every Monday. You can also follow me on Instagram at Life's a Mitch, and if you feel so inspired, make sure to tag me in your stories. I really appreciate hearing from people who are listening in. So if you have any ideas, any feedback, any questions, don't be shy. Please send them along. Who knows? Something you share or suggest may spark a future episode. So until next week, remember, life's a Mitch and then you thrive. 